Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter, at Professor Sides. Today is Thursday, June 30th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, uh, I mean, in case you're new here, you picked a dandy of an episode to start up on. Uh, most of you already know this. Uh, for those of you who missed the news, uh, we we lost our baby boy last week, uh, forty weeks, and and we we darn near lost uh, his mama too. She needed uh, a life saving procedure and then a life saving surgery. After that, was in the ICU for a bit. Uh, thankfully, she's home now. And on the mend, obviously, if she's home, they, they feel pretty good about where she's at physically. It's going to be a long recovery after the surgeries and the emotional burden, of course, on both of us. Um, this is a tragedy that I, 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 I mean, I wouldn't wish upon anybody. Um, a lot of people reach out to me and said they've been through something similar. And, and I'm, it's, a, it's a club that I, I wish I wasn't a part of. And it's a club I wish if, if you felt this, I wish you weren't a part of as well. And, uh, and, I, and I don't want to spend any more time talking about it than that. I just it's something that had to be addressed. And, and the last thing I'll say about it is, of course, uh, some people have asked and are wondering, of course, and, uh, you know, I'm doing the best I can to take care of myself, of course, but it, you can't be sad all the time and you have to find things in life that bring you joy. And I really enjoy doing the show, really enjoy talking baseball, uh, commenting about baseball, whether it's on Twitter or YouTube here and, and watching the games and having a little bit of, you know, of fun with it. And, uh, and this isn't about an obligation. This isn't about feeling like I have to, it's about, I want to, I really enjoy doing this. And so, um, we're going to move forward from that, uh, at least uh, publicly on here. Of course, it's something I'll be still dealing with for a long time you know, for the rest of my life, I guess. But uh, as it is at this point, um, I'm excited to talk about baseball. Uh, I've, I've missed talking about baseball this last week with y'all. And so that's what we're going to do today. I have built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections. I've added the totals model that's uh, kind of in beta mode right now. And I also analyze weather data. I make one side pick and one total pick on every game played Monday through Sunday. Though there are no Sunday shows, that doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. My goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leads to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember, Good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. A couple games on extra innings yesterday. So, I mean, there's some good and bad variants there. When you get the extra innings, you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, worked out really well for my picks yesterday. Got a couple of overs on two games that were three to three and extras that probably shouldn't have hit as overs. Once you got to extras, you had a glimmer of hope, but they still could have stayed under. Both of them got over. And then both of the teams that I was backing there with Boston and Cleveland won. Cleveland miraculously. Cleveland had so many chances to get out of that top with only allowing the one run, then gives up the home run. I'm like, oh, that's over now. Then they come back and win it in the bottom. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch. And that's just, I guess that's just the good variance. I mean, there's there's sometimes when you when you just nail a pick, absolutely. And that Cleveland game uh was just a toss-up type game, and minus one of six odds was pretty good on it. But 
uh, to win that one extra definitely felt like a little bit of good luck variance, which is which is always fun. Just remember, there's always the bad luck variance as well. If you had me with the Mets, I feel like that's a little bit of a bad luck variance on plus odds there. Nothing, nothing going into the ninth. And then Jason Castro with all of, I don't know, probably like five hits all season. <laughs> it's a two-run home run. And so it happens. Uh, just always keep that in mind. I always just preach responsible betting, making sure your unit sizes are reasonable. Um, if you do parlays, just not putting the same team in every parlay, that sort of thing, getting things out of hand. Uh, because you're going to have some good luck and bad luck, especially in a sport like baseball. I think we all know that. Probably preaching the choir here. Uh, but yesterday, uh, just a, a fantastically positive day. Gets us back to about even for the week, which is always, always uh, you know, acceptable, being around that even mark for the week. Before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. The only way is when you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And we'll get right to it here now. One day game. I feel like there's usually more day games on a Thursday, but not today. Just the one day game. One ten Eastern first pitch. Twins at the Guardians. And I've made the joke that the 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 tweaks and the way the model's kind of just progressing through the season, the model loves the Pirates. I think the model loves the Guardians more than anything else. The model really sees the Guardians as being priced incorrectly. Um, it, model thinks the Guardians are just a better team when you remove starting pitchers, just as the offense in a bullpen unit is a better team than the Twins. Um, so, I mean, we've been a lot, a lot on the Guardians lately. It's been fairly profitable for us here over the last month. And I don't really see how that's going to change going forward. Today, it's going to be a warm one in Cleveland. We're going to be in the upper 80s all game. By the end of the game, it might touch 90 degrees. The winds will be blowing across, so no real wind effect. The Twins will throw Chris Archer, who does have a 314 ERA on the season, but the advanced metrics say that's about a run and a half lower than how well he's actually pitched. He's benefited from some good luck pitching in better parks and more pitcher-friendly environments. I think he's going to get hit around today by what I think is a pretty solid Cleveland offense, a Cleveland offense that's actually slightly better against right-handers than left-handers. I project Archer as a well-below-average starting pitcher. And, of course, Shane Bieber is really good. There's not much to say about him. He's got a 3.07 ERA. The advanced metrics line up right with that. Projects slightly higher. But when you get those starting pitcher ratings in my system that start with a 7, Right in the 70s, I mean, that's very, very good. Right now, I've got him at a 79 top top 10 pitcher at this point. He kind of had some ups and downs early in the years, a little bit of struggle. There was some concern about the velocity, but he righted that ship quickly. And so, while there, like I said, there, while there were some concerns about that, I mean, he's just been fantastic the last you know month, month and a half of the season. I really like the Guardians here. The model says the Guardians should be a minus 163 favorite, so I'll take them at minus 143. And that's an A-grade pick for me. Like I said, there's really not much else to say other than we're going to back the teams that the model thinks are priced poorly um, until the market catches up. The Guardians keep winning. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in first place in the Central in, in short order. And uh, like I said, until the, model until the market catches up, just ride them, I think. Um, Guardians is the play here. Minus 143 is a steal. It's an A play for me as long as it's minus 150 or lower. Once you cross beyond 150, it probably drops down to a B grade anywhere in the minus 150s, maybe up to 160. 160 is definitely a questionable point. And then in the 160s, it's either a C pick or a pass. Again, depending on where the market goes, um, it's obviously really hard to predict that. The 
the beta version of the uh, totals, this one's one of the biggest discrepancies of the day. It says that the total should be a little bit over 10. It doesn't like Archer at all. And the model likes Bieber, but the model just it doesn't think that Bieber is going to be able to go out there and shut down what is a good twins offense on a hot day. And so just incorporating the heat, the fact that the twin, the, the, the guardians should score plenty off of Archer and the fact that as good as Bieber is, the twins offense is really good on a hot day. They're probably going to score a few off of Bieber it says over is the play. I'll take that over eight and a half at minus minus one thirteen. I'm only giving it a B grade. There's a little bit of a hesitancy in the back of my mind just because Bieber is so good. But everything lines up for an over. So it's one I like. It's just we're already going to be so invested in the Guardians that I don't really want to go double A picks on this one. I like the over, but what I really love here is the Guardians. So the night game, 6.05 Eastern first pitch. Braves at the Phillies. It'll be fairly warm in Philadelphia. We're going to start off in the upper 80s. We're going to close still in the low 80s. The winds will be blowing out to right center by the end of the game. They'll be a little bit out and across early on, but as the game goes on, it'll shift towards being more out. So a fairly friendly hitter, hitter environment all game with regards to the fact that it'll be warmer earlier. And as it cools down a little bit, the winds will shift more out. Now, of course, the winds will only be at around five miles an hour, so it'll be very minimal effect there, uh, but still a nice little bump with regards to the weather. And, of course, they're going to need that. The bats are going to need that bump because – of these two pitchers here, Ian Anderson is very solid. He's not great, um, but of course, Aaron Nola is fantastic. And of course, the other thing is that both these offenses now are just really hurting, obviously. Um, I'm still projecting Acuna out kind of until I hear otherwise with him. I mean, when you're talking about you can't put any weight on your leg, I don't feel like that's a, okay, three days later I can play type situation. Um, obviously, if he's in, that changes this dramatically um and again with everything happening i've been a little bit lower on the uptake i'm pretty sure he hasn't been placed in the io yet uh, they can obviously do that retroactively obviously they're hoping to avoid that because they want him back as soon as possible when Acuna comes back that gives them a huge boost to their offense it takes them from a below average offense to an above average offense but uh, both these average offenses below average harper of course will be out for a while the phillies offense was already a little bit disappointing from where we were thinking and hoping it would be um, Ian Anderson uh, for the Braves, 460 ERA. If it's metrics, say it's not that bad. But again, at this point, we've talked about him a lot. I feel like every five, six days we talk about this. Guy has potential, hasn't quite put it together yet. Still okay. Still, still a guy who's worthy of being in rotation. Um, and, and a guy who has upside might have a really good start, but just hasn't quite got to that potential yet. But still an okay pitcher. Nola's advanced metrics are actually better than his 298 ERA. His projection uh, at a 76. Talked about Bieber at a 79. Nola's fantastic, and we all know that. The problem with Nola being fantastic is that we all know it, and there's not a lot of value that's priced him pretty well. It's, it's That's one of the things that is tough to sometimes remember as a better is that when they price this, if they know the same stuff you do, what you have to figure out is what do you think that's different than them? So if you say, I think Aaron Nola's fantastic, great. They think that too. Everybody knows that, right? And that's where I like back in the Guardians because the way they're priced to me says that the Guardians, that they don't think they're that good of a team and I think they're good. They're, they're not Astros. Yankees good for the AL, of course. I don't think anybody's in that tier right now. It doesn't mean they can't, but right now. But I think the Guardians are a good team. They're not being priced that way. Nola's a fantastic pitcher. He's being priced that way. So that doesn't mean you shouldn't back him. It just means you're not, your edge isn't going to come with the, like, oh, well, Aaron Nola's great. Everyone knows that that's priced in. 
And with that said, the model says Philly should only be a minus 119 favorite here. That's a 54% win probability. The idea is that the Braves have a superior bullpen and their offense, probably rounding error, but slightly better. Overall, their offense is better, but when you go righty versus righty, their offense is only a little bit better. And that kind of cancels out some of Nola's edge. So the model says the Phillies should still be favored, just not to the degree that they are. I'm taking the Braves at plus 139. I think it's they're a very live dog, got a really good chance to win this game with a B-grade pick. The total is 8.5. I'm going with an A-grade under here. I, I Like I said, I love Nola. I, both these offenses are really banged up. And g- generally speaking, when an offensive player is out, I'm not going to rerun the model. I'm not going to look at anything. I'm not. I'm just going to wait till the next day until he's put on the IL before it updates in the system because it's not going to. It's I, there's no way that my model is accurate to the tenths of a percentage point. It's probably not even accurate to one percentage point. I mean, there's just there's no way to be that accurate. And no, no hitter seemingly is going to make that big of a difference. But there's a handful of exceptions. That of course, both of these teams have a guy like that, and. I just don't think that the, the, the total is being priced accurately with regards to how injured these offenses are. I don't think people realize just how below average they are at this point. Anderson is solid enough against what's just a really, like I said, I just don't trust this Phillies offense. Phillies bullpen, not great. We're obviously hoping for a lot of length from Nola for this under, but I think this is all about the name on the jerseys. It's a warm day, but I just don't think it's warm enough to help overcome and help these offenses out. So I'm going under eight and a half with an A grade pick. I think this total should be probably more in the seven and a half to eight range there. 610 Eastern first pitch Yankees at the Astros. Uh, a weird one game series. One of the makeup games from the start of the season. Uh, the Astros got to play the Mets and then the Yankees and then the Mets and then not the Yankees. So it's all New York for the Astros. They've done pretty well in the stretch. The Astros, uh, as an Astros fan, it's fun to see, but I mean, their offense is really clicking like we, like we as fans hope to see the starting pitching even great all season. The complaint early on in the season was the offense. That's why we made a lot of money taking their unders early on because that offense was struggling. Now their offense is getting going. Um, they've just looked fantastic. The Yankees also look fantastic. I mean, I mentioned it last week that these two teams, it's just, it's must-see TV almost. Uh, we can all, only hope that these two teams play in the ALCS just for the entertainment value. Uh, should be another good one tonight with Luis Severino and Luis Garcia, the battle of the Luises. There's not much to say about these starting pitchers. I mean, what you see is what you get. Severino with a 338 ERA, advanced metrics right near that mark. The projection is right there as well. Garcia, 368 ERA, uh, advanced metrics a tiny bit worse, but not by much. Model likes Severino a little bit more. He's probably going to give them a little bit more length than Garcia in that I feel like the Yankees have trusted him a little bit more than, several, than the Gastros have trusted Garcia later in the game. It was probably rounding error at that point. I mean, two really good pitchers against two really good offenses. Now, of course, the key talking point here is who's going to be healthy for the Astros. Brantley is already out. That's already accounted for in the rankings. And, and he's a, a great example of a guy like I talked about in the previous game. When you lose him, it's kind of rounding error. That's not to say Brantley isn't a good player. It's just that it's more about the totality of good players. It's like losing a guy like Brantley hurts the Astros for sure, but the drop-off from Brantley to their fourth outfielder isn't really large. It's if you lose multiple guys like that. That's where it really starts to hurt because um, 
you're just talking about taking three or four at bats, making them a little bit worse. But it's really when you start thinking about three or four guys out, now you've got half your at bats or worse. That's where it really starts to hurt. Otherwise, it's half a percent here, that sort of stuff. And so losing Brantley hurts, but losing Jordan Alvarez would hurt a lot. He's been a fantastic hitter this season. Uh, really their best hitter at this point, as good as Bregman Altuve can be. Both those guys can be streaky. Um, as an Astros fan, Alvarez is the guy I want up in, in a tough situation. Right now I'm projecting this in the model with him being 50-50. He was carted off the field, which doesn't bode well, but there was no you know, X-ray, MRI type thing. It's only concussion protocol. And so who knows what that means, right? They're going to do everything they can to get him out there, obviously, if he's concussed, you know, his, his health comes first. So it's really 50, 50 to me. Um, I put in the, in the sheet, how the rankings change for the Astros with him out. I have both numbers with him in and out with regards to their offensive metrics. I think the Astros are the right side here. If Vegas is treating so Alvarez as 50, 50, if them, if they're treating Alvarez as out, I think this is priced pretty well. But it sounds like there's still a chance he'll play tonight. We just don't know. So I'll take a flyer with the Ashes at plus 109, the home team. Um, it's a B-grade pick for me. I just I think there's a little bit of value here. If Alvarez plays, it really helps a lot. If not, the Ashes still have a decent chance, and it's, the price isn't bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. So if, if Alvarez plays, I'd love this number to be an A-grade, but not knowing that it's downgraded. It's always tough with the injury thing. So however you want to treat that, of course. I'm just trying to give you kind of where my head is and how to think through that from my perspective. Uh, that's obviously a, a big question mark. And if you if you want to stay out until you hear more, that's totally understandable. Of course, just understand the caveat to that is that number is going to move quickly once information comes out, and then you'll have a different market to assess. So it, it's a pros and cons. There's no real, like, easy way to say to handle that because there's that uncertainty with regards to the total um i'll take over eight i like the minus 102 but only a c grade pick these uh these the the astros in general and the yankees too their offenses are so explosive and we saw it uh, a week ago in that first game with the astros and the yankees where there were five plays that scored runs and there were 13 runs. These two teams can hit three run home runs in a hurry, but the pitching for both teams is good and the bullpens are good. So it's a situation where there's just a lot of variability, I guess is what I'm trying to indicate. So it's, it's a total that I, I don't think I can feel too confident on. I'll go over. I think the offenses are more good than the pitchers are good, if that makes sense. But it's not what I have a lot of faith on. A 2-0 game like yesterday's game wouldn't surprise me. Um, a 7-6 game like we've seen between these teams wouldn't surprise me either. So I lean towards the over, but there's just a lot of variability, in my opinion, in this total with really good pitching and really good hitting. I kind of think anything can happen with how reliant both teams have become on big innings and big home runs. 7-5 Eastern first pitch Brewers at the Pirates. Pirates team that I've loved and hated. They've they we rode them for a little bit and they were good to us and they were bad to us. That bullpen has really let us down trying to blow it again yesterday. And that Pirates game, I don't know if y'all saw that. If I don't know how much head you know how much news it got. One of the maybe one of the weirdest runs I've ever seen scored. And I watch a lot of baseball. I've seen a lot of baseball in my life. A line drive to the first baseman with runners on first and second. It catches it. Both runners run. They throw it to third. To, 
tagged the guy from second. The runner at third had crossed home plate first, and they counted the run. And you said, well, he didn't tag up, but you're only out if you don't tag up. If you are appealed and you get tagged, but there were three out, so they couldn't really appeal. They left the field. They said they couldn't appeal. I mean, it, one of the weirdest situations I've ever seen. If you haven't seen it, look into it. It's It'll blow your mind. And that was the difference in the game for the Pirates to win by one run with an A-grade pick yesterday. So on the right side of that bonker situation, if you're a Nats fan or if you backed the Nats yesterday, I would be livid because I I didn't think that you could score on a fly ball line drive out if you didn't tag up. And, and apparently you can't. So just a weird one there. Today in Pittsburgh, it'll be warm starting off almost 90 degrees will close in the upper 70s. The winds will be blowing in, but at five miles an hour or under, so no real effect there. Adrian Hauser versus JT Brubaker, two pitchers that I think are both very average, um, both right around the 100 mark. According to my model, Hauser's just been all or nothing. His 450 ERA is a bit inflated. I don't think he's been that bad. The advanced metrics say it should be more around four. Brubaker, on the other hand, is exactly what his numbers are. The advanced metrics say that ERA is a good indicator of how, how well he's pitched this year at 414. That's about where his projection is as well. Model says the Brewers are more likely to win on the road. They should be a minus 121 favorite. And so I'll take the Brewers at minus 126 with the C grade pick. Right now, there's no value, in my opinion, on either side, the way this is priced. I think it's priced really well. Uh, the Brewers should be a slight road favorite. They are a slight road favorite. So to me, there's just no edge on the side here. So I'll take a C pick on the Brewers, mainly because the models just pick the Pirates every time we turn around. And so if the model says there's no edge either way, I'll go the other direction. But it's really just flipping a coin with the way it's priced now. Me personally, if I'm interested in investing in this game, I my recommendation is see where the line moves and kind of just go opposite the line movement. Um, that is up until starting lineups are announced. At that point, if there's movement after lineups are announced, it's potentially moving because of who's in or who's out. Uh, but throughout the day, we've seen line movements, unless it's injury-related, have met basically nothing across sports in the last couple of years. Y'all heard me talk about that. So not to say the, if the line moves, it's not to say it's right. It's not to say it's wrong. It just doesn't really mean a lot. It kind of is 50-50. So me personally, I just wait to see how this line moves and then go the other direction and say the movement has created value for me now. So right now, I think it's priced spot on. Totals eight and a half. I'll go under eight and a half with the B grade pick. The beta version of my totals model says 7.7. So I like this under. My hesitation is the model thinks this Pirates bullpen is better than it is. Um, this Pirates bullpen isn't good. And so I'm just a little bit nervous about that. But I mean, you're making up for it by the fact that the Brewers have a good bullpen. Um, Pirates offense isn't that good, so if Hauser's going to have success, this is the team to do it against, but Hauser's gotten lit up, so it's there's just too many things going each direction here to go with an A-grade pick on this under, but I think 8.5 is a little too high. I think eight's probably a better number, so I'll take an a, a B-grade pick on under 8.5. 7.07 first pitch raise at the Blue Jays. We don't know who's pitching for Tampa tonight. The model I'm showing Jeffrey Springs is the guy Obviously, a, a solid pitcher, has good numbers, maybe a little bit overperforming those metrics um, so far. The question, I think, is if Drew Rasmussen's going to pitch in this one. He's coming back, and it looks like he'll pitch some time this weekend. We just don't know when in this series he will pitch. So I think that's kind of what we're waiting on. Obviously, Rasmussen's a better pitcher than Spring, so if uh, that's the case, I'll update the sheet accordingly. Kikuchi is bad. A 
508 ERA, and the advanced metrics are actually slightly worse than that. Not a pitcher that you want any part of whatsoever. The uh, the model says that the total should be almost 11 with these two pitchers, somewhere between 10 and a half and 11. I don't think it'll be that high, but you do have a slightly hitter-friendly park there in Toronto. And uh, I think Springs is a little bit overrated, that 225 ERA, a little bit of smoke. She's not bad, not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but I just don't think he's that good. And of course, Kikuchi is bad. Um, the Rays' offense is solid. Um, the Blue Jays' offense is fantastic. So it's a situation where I, I'm probably going to be in the under. I don't see that. I don't think they're going to price this like it should be. Um, but of course, we'll see what the price is, and I will tweet out a pick. And if again we need to make an adjustment to Rasmus, and that'll change things and make my projected total a little bit lower because again, I think he is better than Springs is. 8:05 Eastern first pitch Reds at the Cubs. It'll be warm in Chicago, starting off in the mid-upper 80s, closing around 80 degrees. Winds blowing out to left center at 10 to 15 miles an hour. So definitely a boost to the bats here. Graham Ashcraft for the Reds versus Kyle Hendricks for the Cubs. Ashcraft's been pretty solid in his young major league career, 327 ERA. Advanced metrics are less than a half to run higher, so it's not really been a mirage. I've liked him. We've backed him a lot here. I think he's a solid pitcher. Definitely gives... The Reds some hope going forward is they need a they need a bunch of these guys. It's like I talked about earlier, one or two players doesn't do a lot for you. You need the depth. You need multiple good hitters, multiple good starting pitchers. So if the Reds are trying to turn this thing around at some point, Ashcraft seems like a solid piece. I don't think he's looking at, you know, like he's gonna be a Cy Young contender, but I think he's the real deal. I think he's a very solid pitcher. Projects as above average at this point, which is pretty good for a guy who's only made seven career major league starts. It didn't come up with the hype that the Logan Gilberts or um, the, the the Kirby's or the you know these type of guys have have come up with Kyle Hendricks on the other hand a 490 ERA advanced metrics maybe say it should be a little bit better but not by much at this point he's below average on a guy I've liked backing but interesting enough I am taking the Cubs tonight minus 118 the model says it should be minus 129 I'm very surprised at this pick and this is what happens every so often is that it definitely goes a little bit against what I was thinking but generally speaking those picks do well. Because if my brain says something about these pitchers in the situation, the model goes the other direction. It's usually something where it's it's about the price. And so I think that's the main point to indicate is that my thought was, oh, I like Ashcraft. I don't like Hendricks or whatever, but it, it's all about the price. And at this point, the Cubs are home. The Cubs have a, have a much better bullpen than the Reds. And that's kind of the hope is that Hendricks can have a decent start, but then they get to that bullpen. Reds bullpen is just awful. Neither offense, I think, is very good. And so it's just a situation where the Cubs, I think, should be a little bit bigger favorites than they are. So it'd be a great pick. Not one that I love. Not one I'm going to be over-invested in because I'm still a little bit hesitant to back Hendricks over Ashcraft. Ashcraft's a better pitcher. The model says so. The model, the model knows it. Um, so it's, it's again, not one I'm going to be too heavy on. But I think Cubs minus 118, I think, makes a little bit of sense. I think it, it's a good price. I still don't think this Reds team is – and this Reds team still isn't good. Not that the Cubs are, but the Cubs at home – I think should be favored by a little bit more than this. Right now, there's no total out. I am seeing some nine and a halfs at some shops, but at the one shop that I use here for consistency and transparency, there's no total out. The model says 8.8. .8. I think nine is the right total for this. You do have a hitter-friendly night, but these pitchers aren't horrible. The Cubs' bullpen is decent, and these offenses aren't good. If we had better offenses, this is the type of night where with it being warmer and the wind's blowing out, I'd say go over. But nine and a half is just... 
these offenses just aren't good enough. I think that's the bottom line. That doesn't mean they won't score that many runs. That doesn't mean we won't turn some fly balls into home runs. It's just in in general, if they play this game a bunch of times, nine and a half, I think is too high. I think nine's a fairly reasonable outcome. So it still hangs at nine and a half. I'm definitely going to like that under. It's probably about a B grade for me. Even at nine, I'd go under, assuming you're getting those plus odds, probably about still a B, a B pick, even money type thing. It's just a situation where it's not warm enough. The wind is blowing out enough, and the offenses aren't good enough to justify nine and a half. Um, if this was like we had last week, where we had last week, two weeks ago, whenever it was, where we had you know 97 degree days in Chicago, sure, go over nine and a half. But by the end of this game being 80 degrees, it's just not warm enough to just say every fly ball is going to turn into a home run. So I'm probably going to go under this. It just depends on what the number of prices for the grade. But if nine and a half hangs around, I just think that's too high personally. 10-10 Easter first pitch Padres at the Dodgers. Kind of a normal night in L.A. We're going to start off in the low 70s, closing the mid to upper 60s. Wind blowing out, but a little stay at five miles an hour or under. So pretty normal day there in L.A. Joe Musgrove versus Mitch White. Uh, Musgrove is obviously fantastic, despite getting hit around recently. Still a 212 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be around three. Um, approaching that number, I said approaching that in the 70s pitcher and getting that top tier um, as I project him at an 81, according to my uh, ranking system. I mean, but I'm going to say about Musgrove, a fantastic pitcher. Mitch White has kind of been a, a guy from the bullpen swing guy now turned starter, and they're kind of lengthening him out a little bit, getting him out to you know four or five innings um, is kind of the, the projection, of course. Whenever they go to the bullpen, that'll be an upgrade because that Dodgers bullpen is pretty good. Obviously, their backing takes a hit with Hudson out, but overall, they have a lot of depth. Um, White's just an average pitcher, nothing too special. Uh, of course, the Dodgers have a huge edge with regards to the offense of these two teams. You know, a fully healthy Padres offense is pretty good, but um, I mean, losing Tatis uh, obviously has been a real um, has hurt them a lot. Uh, right now, I project the Padres' offense to be slightly below average. Of course, Dodgers' offense, um, even without Mookie, is fantastic. Model says the Dodgers should be a minus 121 favorite. I'll take a C grade pick on the Dodgers at minus 120. It's kind of a C plus pick. I kind of like the Dodgers here at this price. I think it should be priced a little bit higher, but there's just not a lot of value, especially not a lot of value going against Musgrove. If Padres money comes in and this is in the one teens, that would jump to a B grade pick for me. It's just, it's, it's not all about the starting pitching. And we faded um, a couple of good starting pitchers here lately. And it's for the most part, it's worked fairly well on aggregate because we tend to be getting better odds than we should because as good as the starting pitchers are they they only impact at most half the game and they won't probably pitch the whole game last night we saw the exception to that in um in a wild ending in st louis but i mean you just you can't have that big of an effect as good as musgrove is you know if he goes that Dodgers offense can work the pitch counts and get him out after six or seven. I mean, Musgrove only impacts, you know, 40% of the game at most. And of course his defense affects part of that as well. He can't score any runs. I mean, Musgrove is fantastic, but it's just a situation where I think there's just a little bit too much emphasis placed on Musgrove. And I don't think White's bad. I think White can handle this Padres offense. I think it's at least a an even matchup. And just looking at the numbers, it's almost like Musgrove is as good as the Dodgers offense is good and the Padres offense is as mediocre as white is mediocre. It's kind of a mixed bag there. Then you have the Dodgers bullpen is much better. 
the Dodgers at home. So, I mean, I really I trust this number of Dodgers minus 121. I think it's a pretty solid number. Anything in the 120 to low 120s, I think I'm taking the Dodgers at those prices. Just a lean, though, because the value just isn't there. But, again, if you're in the minus 115, even the highest minus one teens, it shifts to a B grade where I like it a little bit more. You've added a little bit of extra value to your pick. And then the long run is going to accumulate. Total is eight. I'll go under eight with a B grade pick. I think this total should be seven and a half. It's a lot of juice at minus 124. It drops the letter grade going to seven and a half unless you're getting plus odds because I do think eight is reasonably possible. So I love the push protection there. Um, you know, these seven, eights, and nines are such key common numbers in baseball games. So like I said, unless you're plus odds at seven and a half under, that drops to a C pick here. I lay a little bit of more, a little bit more juice here, but I just I think there's a little bit of value here grabbing the eight because I think that Musgrove can kind of like I said hold down this Dodgers offense. Obviously, he's really good. I think I don't think White's going to get lit up because this Padres offense just I don't think is good enough. So I think under eight makes a lot of sense. So Dodgers lean under eight, B grade for me there in LA. Then to wrap us up, A's at the Mariners. Adrian Martinez versus Logan Gilbert. I'm going to be honest with you all. I kind of feel like I missed Adrian Martinez completely. He had a pretty good start his first time out. I don't know who this guy is. Um, I can't know everything perfectly, and, and I'm a big believer in transparency. That goes with regards to the picks, with the record, with life, with everything. And part of it is I don't, I've never heard of this guy. Um, or if I have, it's completely just slipped my mind. But he projects to be above average. So, I mean, I'm a, like I said, I'm a, I'm a big believer in here's what I know. And I'm going to be confident what I know. And I'm going to tell you all when I don't know something. And I don't know much about this guy other than he had a good first start. The advanced metrics were solid. And he projects to be above average. So, you know, kudos um, to him and the A's for having another good starting pitcher there. Uh, he'll be opposed by Logan Gilbert, who I think we all know about, is fantastic. Um, 244 ERA this year. It's not that good. His ERA is lowered by the fact that Seattle has turned into one of the most extreme pitcher-friendly ballparks in baseball, um, it's always been a pitcher-friendly park. It's gotten more so this year. I don't know how much that has to do with the humidor situation, how they're storing balls, how that's being more affected up there in Seattle than anywhere else. I don't really know. I just know it's a huge pitcher-friendly park. So that's helping Gilbert's ERA. He's not as good as that 244 ERA, but he's still really good. The advanced metrics say it should still be in the low, low to mid threes, which is fantastic. So obviously I like backing Gilbert and you got a pretty solid pitcher in the A. So I'm going to go under seven and a half with an A grade pick. This is one that should be seven. And honestly, I think this one should be six and a half just because the fact that Martinez is for by all accounts, again, I don't know anything about him, but just looking at the projection um, or the models taking in all of his, uh, all of his data projects to be above average against the Mariners offense. That is um, subpar here with the lefty righty splits in the situation. Logan Gilbert being a good pitcher against a very bad A's offense. The only thing we have to worry about is that really bad A's bullpen. That's kind of the, the difference maker, and that's where sometimes the A's games have gone over has just been how bad that bullpen is. So that's kind of just the fear there, but otherwise, seven and a half is a gift. This total, I'd still go under seven and say I love that push protection, but here we win at seven is fantastic. Under seven and a half is an A grade pick. Like I said, six and a half probably makes more sense in this situation with just how bad the A's offense is and the fact that Martinez is actually decent and the Mariners uh, great out here on the lefty-righty splits to be um, a below-average offense. So 
I love this under seven and a half. With regards to the game, I'll take the Mariners at minus 212. The model says minus 221. This is an interesting one. This is why I love doing the show because I can talk about all these things rather than just see them in the sheet. I'm giving this a C grade specifically because if I were to give this a B grade, what that would imply is that we have to wager a little bit more than four units to win two units. That means our net payout at the end of the day would be a little over six units. And that's exactly what we're talking about with this under. But I don't think they're the same. I like this under more than I like the Mariners simply because the price. Once you get into the over the minus 200s, it's a tough ask. So it's kind of a C plus B minus type pick in that I like the Mariners. I think the Mariners win. If you do like parlays, I think the Mariners are a solid team to add into a parlay specifically because, and again, general disclaimer, I don't like parlays. There's a lot of ways things can go problematic with it. I've heard me talk about it before, but if you're going to do them, at least when you add the Mariners into the parlay, I think you're adding more value than you're adding the risk that you lose it. So I think the Mariners are a solid play tonight. I just only have it as a C grade because, like I said, at the end of the day, I didn't want to be thinking to myself, well, after you place your wagers, that we've got a six-unit return on the Mariners and a six-unit return on this under, and that just seems a little bit off because I think this under is much more solid than the Mariners in that I could easily see this being a two-to-one game late, and at that point, I just feel better about the under than any of the Mariners. Mariners probably win. I like the Mariners. Like I said, it was really a coin toss between B and a C grade pick. It's just the price isn't great. If the price drops a little bit more, then at some point there's so much value, you can't help but say you've got to go with a B grade pick. So it all depends on the movement. If it gets up into the minus 220s or even to the minus 230s, now you've lost a lot of that value. It's a little bit different of a story. But in the low 200s, I like the Mariners. Like I said, just somewhere between that C and B grade pick there for me. But like I I said, I love the under. All right, and I'll recap my picks for the day. I've got three of them right now. The Guardians starting us off in the day game at minus 143. The Braves and the Phillies under 8.5 at minus 117. And then the one I just talked about, the Athletics and the Mariners under 7.5 at minus 115. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I'll see you tomorrow, and until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.